0: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.
1: This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha.
2: And you and I both know that 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 problem is in a, a certain part of the region. We have very few very rich people, and we have very few very poor people. One of my colleagues said, Steve, why don't you just admit it? You'd still rather be a player than an umpire? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what it was.
1: St. Charles County has seen a tremendous amount of growth in recent years. Since the year 2000, the population has increased about 35%. There are now nearly 410,000 people who live there. Overseeing that growth has been St. Charles County Executive Steve Elman, First elected to the Post in 2006, Ellman recently announced that he would not seek re-election after his fifth term ends in 2026. He'll be 77 then. St. Louis Public Radio political correspondent Jason Rosenbaum sat down with Elman to talk about that decision and his career. He also says the county's long-term future is threatened because of the perception among some people that St. Louis is a dangerous place. Jason first started the conversation by asking Steve Elman why he's decided not to seek another term in 2026.
2: There's a lot of reasons. It's just politics, of course, is not what it used to be, at least uh, in my experience, um, the whole political scene right now has just changed a lot, and most of the change I think has been uh, negative. Um, I remember when I served in the legislature, I had Democrat equal number of Democrat and Republican friends, and uh, we used to uh, fight all afternoon on the floor, and and then we go out and have uh, have dinner together that night, uh, and you never. Got personal with anybody because the person you were debating against today, tomorrow, you may be on the same side, and you're working together. Uh, we've kind of lost that approach, and um, we can discuss why that happened. Uh, I, I think it's I think we need to get back to the point where we actually have free and fair discussion and try to work out our differences and compromise and get some some bills passed. Um, And I don't know what's going to happen, but I know one thing, that the young people starting off today in politics are not going to have as much fun as I did the last 30 years.
0: Well, you mentioned that uh, about the Democratic and Republican dichotomy. Isn't every elected office in St. Charles filled by a Republican at this point? Uh, Yes. Okay. So what are the dividing lines in St. Charles politics, just between like more, quote-unquote, moderate re- Republicans and just ultra-conservatives at this point?
2: Well, you know, and again, remember, I'm, I'm involved in regional issues. Yeah. And, and, yeah, the problems that uh, that I'm talking about that we didn't have in Jefferson City when I was there, we to an extent we do have today on regional issues. Mm-hmm. And I'm down at East-West Gateway. And, um, uh Again, it's, uh, it's getting more and more difficult to compromise down there because uh, you, know, you have people from the extreme left and some people from the extreme right uh, and uh, it's just getting tougher and tougher. Now, back to your, your question about St. Charles, yeah, we, we, have all, uh, we have all Republicans but just like there's a split within the Democratic Party between the more moderate and the more uh, liberal or progressive. In the Republican Party, there's there's the uh, same kind of split between the more traditional Reagan Republicans and the uh, uh, MAGA Republicans, um, and that's a uh, you know that's something we've been able to deal with the last few years, but it's it's um, it's a, it's just a different attitude, hmm. and I don't know if you've seen any of our meetings. The time I've been in office, I've always been open to free and fair debate. I've always listened to people who want to come in and complain about something I've done or tell me what I need to do. Uh, And and I'm totally fine with sitting there and listening to those, uh, those folks who disagree with me. I don't understand why they feel they have to be disagreeable while they're disagreeing. And that seems to be more and more acceptable today. It's it's, uh, it's not just saying uh, we disagree with you and here's why. It's name-calling. It's um, distorting the facts. And, you know, there's two types of distortions going on here. The first is by people who are innocent uh, and just uninformed and don't take the time to study the issue and find out exactly who can do what in this particular situation and what the limits are Uh, in any particular government. And uh, then there's the other group who know the answers to all those things and know that what these people are asking is not doable, Uh, but yet they demagogue it and encourage those people, even though what they're saying is either not true or not something that we can actually deal with.
0: Now, a lot of the angst that you're kind of alluding to, at least in St. Louis County, revolved around COVID policy for yeah, a long mm-hmm. time. Um, St. Charles had a much different COVID policy, which I'm sure you're going to explain. But do you think that some of that anger is from the remnants of the pandemic?
2: Yeah, and and basically, I, I loved my job until about four or five years ago. Um, you know, and I would have, you know, had no plans on retiring anytime soon. But starting with the, the pandemic is when and when things really started to sour a lot. First thing, uh, when everything went virtual, uh, like at East West Gateway, um, you know I think it's a, to get things done. You need to know the people you're working with. You get to, you need to get to know them and figure out. Okay, we may disagree on these three things, but here's the five things we can work together on. Uh, I don't think I was face to face with um, with Mayor Jones for about a year. I I was on several Zoom calls with her and we talked about things, but I didn't feel like I knew her any better uh, a year later and we've since gotten to know each other a little better and we disagree on a lot of things, but we we try to have a a free and fair debate. Um, But the the problem, um, the, the other problem is when everybody closed in St. Louis County and really even in St. Charles County, we were the only legislative body. That opened every meeting. I think we limited the number of people at a, at, a, at the first two meetings, mm-hmm. but then we just started letting anybody wanted to come could come in. Uh, and uh, what what we ended up with was you you couldn't. Jeff City was closed. Uh, all the cities were closed. All the you know all the school district boards were closed meetings. What we ended up with for about almost two years was anybody who had a gripe about anything showed up at our meetings. And it didn't matter that I would get up and explain that if you have a problem with that, you need to talk to your people in Jeff City or explain to them that, you know, unless the law has changed, we can't tell the schools what to do when it comes to quarantines and masks. But it it, it just seemed that people were just there to complain and, and we were the convenient place to do it. And again, uh, it just got way too personal. And I don't know exactly when all that became acceptable, but um, I'm just afraid if that continues, you're going to get a situation where uh, reasonable people who have a good job and a nice family and plenty of friends and who just want to uh, give back a little bit, they're going to they're going to are going to join some not-for-profit. They're not going to run for office, and the yeah. only people going to run for office. Are the people on the extreme right and extreme left that want to that want to sit up there and listen to people uh, call them names the way they're doing it now?
0: So you are one of the unique people in Missouri politics who has been part of the state legislative branch. I think you were in the House and the Senate. Mm-hmm. You were also part of the judiciary because you were an associate circuit judge. Right, and then you were also in at least the local executive branch mm-hmm. in St. Charles County since two thousand and seven. Um, I could ask, like, how are those three things different? But I think we all know that all those experiences are different. So are be... you going to ask me which one I like the best? Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Which one did you like the best before I get I to my next to say, question? I
2: used to say that uh, I like the executive branch the best because you can do whatever you want until a judge tells you to stop. huh. So that's what I used to say. But that was somewhat a facetious answer. Uh, I just uh, – you know, I was a judge and, uh, and and it was an interesting job to an extent um, but you know, I gave up five years of a six year term and went back and became director of administration. And, um, I, people asked me why, and I gave him several different, uh, excuses why I wanted to do that. But one of my colleagues said, Steve, why don't you just admit it? You'd still rather be a player than an umpire. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what it was. I, I was a judge here. I was sitting there sentencing people to prison and I'm reading their, history, life history, and realizing, boy, this this person really didn't have much of a chance. I mean, he, he got three chances, but, you know, his home life was so terrible. I just I just wanted to get back where you could actually do something and make a difference. We've tried to do that in, uh, in St. Charles County the last 16 years. Uh, I guess we've done a, a pretty decent job because people are still moving there um, and at the last uh, election people asked me so what do you want to, why do you want to run again what do you want to do and I said I just don't want to mess anything up I want to keep us going I said but what I do want to do if I can get elected one more time what I do want to do is we got to get this region moving mm-hmm. because eventually everybody who wants to move to St. Charles County from the rest of the region will do it and then we'll be no growth too uh, we grew 13% in the county the region only grew 1.3%
0: Why do you think that it was an attractive place for people to move?
2: Two two reasons. And and it's been growing since I was a kid. I was born in 1950. And that's about the time that St. Charles started to grow. In 57, they built a new bridge and more people came. Um, But they started coming then and they still come today for two reasons. Good schools, public and parochial. Good schools and safe neighborhoods. If we ever quit having good schools or we ever start having unsafe neighborhoods, people will go somewhere else. And I think I think it's that simple. As far as the schools are concerned, I don't know if you noticed the, uh, the rankings that came out a few months ago based on the map scores and everything. Um, and Francis Howell and Fort Zumwalt actually jumped ahead of uh, uh, Parkway and Rockwood, um, which I think is a tremendous achievement. I don't know. I think it's partially because we're doing a good job. Maybe it's because Parkway and Rockwood didn't uh, uh, didn't have uh, in school instruction and, and we did for the kids who could and wanted to be there. Uh, and as far as um, you know as far as the uh, crime is concerned, we we have the lowest crime rate in the region, about sixteen percent. Even Franklin, Jefferson Franklin are up around 20. And of course, St. Louis County, I think, is the 38 and St. Louis City is just off the chart.
0: Now, we've talked about this before, but I think there's a perception that St. Charles County is like this homogenous place where everybody is wealthy or well-to-do or white. Um, I think that that is a very shallow reading of things.
2: First of all, 120 years ago, I think the the African-American population was about 10 percent. And those people stayed. Uh, we didn't have a lot of additional, you know, the, the, the movement uh, after World War I, you know, from Mississippi, Arkansas, up to St. Louis, that particular migration, not, we didn't have a lot of that come to St. Charles. And then for th- about 30 years, St. Charles didn't grow at all. With the coming of the interstate and people start moving, it grew. But it was primarily uh, whites uh, that, that, that moved. And so our, instead of ten percent, we went to five percent and then four three, I think we got as low as two percent twenty, thirty years ago. Now we're up around eight or nine percent again. And uh it's every if you look at the last three or four census, every time we're we're growing. And I think uh I think the minority populations that move to St. Charles are moving there for the same reason I just talked about. They want their kids to go to good schools and they want to be in safe neighborhoods. They don't want their car being stolen. and They don't want their kids being worried about their kids walking home from school.
0: And I think another thing we've talked about before is because there's only a certain number of municipalities and there's only a certain number of schools, especially compared to St. Louis County. Uh, There is kind of the critical mass and the funding pooling, so to speak, Mm -hmm. to provide services for people that are low-income compared to St. Louis County where there's like 85 cities, like 20-plus school districts, all that. 92
2: and 25.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So – well, I think that they've gone down a little bit because some of them have disincorporated. But but how – Okay. For, for a person that doesn't know municipal governments that well, you, they may be like, so what? what? What difference does that make? But it, clearly, a, do, it clearly does make a big difference. It makes a
2: gigantic difference. Uh, we are number one in average uh, or median income, I think. Um, number one in the state. St. Louis County is right behind us. I mean, it's, it's not really much of a difference on the median income. The difference is St. Louis County has the extremes of the very rich and the very poor. We have very few very rich people, and we have very few very poor people. We've got moderately rich and moderately poor, and we got a whole bunch of people in between. Instead of 90 or however many municipalities, we've got uh, six major cities or five major cities. we got two or three that could become major cities someday. But those, those five major cities are all big enough that, number one, uh, they can have neighborhoods for all types of people within their city limits. So unlike St. Louis County, where all the poor people tend to live in one part of the county and the rich people elsewhere, we have these cities and each city has its share of poor, rich, and a lot of people in between. What does that mean? That means they're big enough to have a police force and all of our five major police forces, none of them have a disproportionate part of the problem. It's not like in St. Louis County where some municipalities have a high crime and others have a low. Everybody can take a a part of the problem and deal with it. And the same is true with only five school districts. Those five school districts, because we are dispersed the way we are, every one of those districts has some very, very high-performing schools. And every one of those school districts have have a couple schools that are having problems. But they've got the resources then to help the schools that are having problems. And you don't have situations like you do in St. Louis County where, uh, you know, you have 95% of the kids on free and reduced lunch and to the extent that those poor kids tend to have more problems and need more help, the schools are just overwhelmed.
1: That's St. Charles County Executive Steve Ellman talking with STLPR political correspondent, Jason Rosenbaum. Elman recently announced that he will not seek a sixth term as county executive. More of that conversation in just a moment. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio.
0: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association.
1: Welcome back. Let's return to STLPR political correspondent Jason Rosenbaum's interview with St. Charles County Executive Steve Ellman. Ellman recently announced that he would not seek a sixth term in office in 2026. He's held the top job in St. Charles County since 2006. We heard earlier about the tremendous population growth in St. Charles County over the last few decades. The population there is about 410,000, up about 35% from the year 2000. Jason asked Elman his thoughts about what the St. Louis region needs to do to avoid flat or negative growth in the future.
2: I think the first thing, there's two things, and the first one is, uh, uh, of course, deals with the whole crime situation. Second one deals with the transportation uh, plan that we uh, just approved the other day down uh, down at East West Gateway. But with crime, I think people have heard the, the arguments before. Uh, as a region, we, uh, every time the Cardinals uh, are in the World Series or win a World Series or the Blues win a Stanley Cup, uh, this perception that we are a great sports town is is reinforced. I'm not sure if we're a better sports town than anywhere else because I've never lived anywhere else. But it's fine. And we, and we, and we tend to be proud of, of that perception. We also, unfortunately, over the last five or six years, we've developed a, a reputation for having a crime problem. And you and I both know that that, that problem is in a, a certain part of the region. But I'm not sure people really uh, make the distinction. Uh, it's St. It's Louis. St. Charles, we've been growing and having great success but nobody ever uh, started out wanting to move to St. Charles. They started out looking for a place to put their business. They thought, well, let's look at the St. Louis region. And when they did, they said, oh, St. Charles got a lot going for it. But I'm afraid now St. Louis region is just getting crossed off their list. They'll never find out about St. Charles or any of the good things that are going on all over the region because because this perception they have about crime. And if I can tell you a specific story. Of sure. This AFG American Food Group, they're they're going to Warren County, uh, about a thousand yards over the St. Charles County line. So it's going to really impact the western part of St. Charles County. Going to bring a lot of jobs, spend a lot of money, build a, build a beautiful factory and whatever. But uh, they're, uh they were. The company is owned by a, a family. They got a, a dad and his two kids who run run it. They live in Milwaukee. They've got. Places all over the country. They have three or four other places they could have gone with this. They came to Missouri. A governor came down, met with them. I think, you know, he's a cattleman. He probably spoke their language. And Anyway, they go back to Milwaukee. They had their meeting. The two kids, I'm told. First thing they said was, Dad, we can't go. We can't go to St. Louis with all the crime there. Okay? And the dad uh, told them the truth, the facts about it. Um... Which everybody in St. Louis knows, but not everybody in Milwaukee or New York or San Francisco or, or London, you know, they they don't know uh, those facts. Luckily, in this case, the 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 father did. They made the decision. They came here. But you just wonder how many other discussions like that went the other way.
0: So we talk. I, I don't disagree with anything of what you're saying. I yeah. think the question is like, what do you do to actually reduce crime? Like St. Louis and St. Louis County voters approved significant sales tax increases in 2017, aimed at providing more money for both of the police forces. And as somebody who lives in St. Louis County, and the the tax I think is a lot more significant in terms of the amount of money it brings in, I just haven't seen much impact with that. And I haven't seen much impact in the city. Because a lot of Republicans are like, well, you can't reduce money to the police because, de- quote unquote, defunding the police is going to make things less safe. Well, in those two jurisdictions, you could argue the opposite was done, and it hasn't really worked either.
2: But you're looking at the funding. Yeah. The funding has increased. How about the number of police officers? Mm. I, I mean, I don't know what the latest number is. They're way down, and I have people that used to be on the, uh, the, the uh, commission uh, tell me if they don't do something, they're just going to keep losing more every year with attrition. That's something that... Um, I don't know. I mean, the people people that were elected said they were going to do things like that, and they got elected. They got reelected. What do we need to do? Well, I mean, I I did a piece in the Business Journal back in September and suggested four or five things that needed to be done. And if the if the city itself didn't change, then I thought the legislature needed to to step in. And uh, for the first time. And I've been trying to encourage the legislature to at least start a debate. This year, at least they had a debate, okay? Now they didn't do anything in the end. That's fine. That's fine because the attorney general, of course, did what he did and you know the whole story. Kim Gardner, we don't know how to go, but I don't think anybody anymore uh, thinks that 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 was a bad thing to to put Gabe Gore in her place. And I think he's going to do a super job. He's the real deal. I hope he runs, I hope he gets elected. But at least in the short run, you're going to fix that problem. Now, the police, maybe the new chief will come in, give him a year. Uh, I'm, I'm a local I – mean, I believe in local control. I'm a local elected official. I want the city to go ahead and fix its own problems. But if the, if the city doesn't fix its own problems – Its reputation is hurting all of us, and I want the people in Jeff City to step in.
0: Do you think that part of the problem with recruiting is that police officers want to work in municipalities, not only in St. Charles County, but also St. Louis County, which probably pay better than the St. Louis City Police Department, the St. Louis County Police Department, but also just may be less dangerous?
2: Yeah, uh, I think you're right. I'll I'll add another factor to it. People, Police officers like working in St. Charles County because they know our citizens support them. Mm. Our citizens are, n- are not naive. They understand police can make mistakes like everybody. Uh, but but they support them. They help them when they can. They go and testify in tri- at trials when they have to. And the police know that the people are behind them. And I think that, that's that got to... If you have that kind of job, that's got to make a big difference. Mm-hmm. And I just don't understand, you know... Uh, some of the attitudes of, of in some of the neighborhoods, and um, you know, I I grew up in in, in the city of St. Charles, and you know, we had even then. I mean, we had we had a lot of African Americans. I lived, I, I walked through the African American neighborhood every day on the way to my my job, and my dad delivered milk to them. And and I knew I knew a lot of uh, a lot of African Americans growing up, and I can't believe that they and their kids and grandkids don't. Don't feel the same way that they did back then. They, they want safe neighborhoods as much as anybody else.
0: Yeah, and I think we talked about this, though, around Ferguson, though. Like, there were a lot of cities in St. Louis County which had police forces where they were clearly trying to build residents for revenue, and they clearly weren't well-trained compared to other departments, maybe in St. Charles County or even St. Louis County Police. And a lot of those communities are majority African American, so it seems like they would have a reason to not support police departments that are actively doing them harm. What What would you say to that?
2: Well, I I think I may have may have told you what uh, what we did about that even before Ferguson. Uh, I uh, one day going down to East West Gateway meeting, I, I noticed five police cars on the way uh, with speed traps on on Highway seventy, mm-hmm. okay, through North County, and. Next time I saw chief Fitch I said what's what's going on here and he told me the racket that was going on and uh, I actually he put me on to a meeting with uh, several uh, uh, black ministers in in North County and we got together and uh, I can send you the, the bill uh, Tom Dempsey put a bill in you know the, the max law uh, Max, max, max Creek, Creek law yeah and we went ahead and we wanted to we wanted to apply that to, to everywhere in the St. Louis region. We wanted to, instead of 35, we wanted to go down to 20. Uh, we ended up, had to compromise. We got, it applied to St. to the region, but instead of going down to 20, we had to go, I think, to 25 or something like that. Are and you then,
0: talking about uh, tw- in 2015? Yeah, this, yeah. Is,
2: this is even before. Yeah, and then I, when Senate Bill 5, yeah, Senate Bill 5 went ahead and actually went all the way to 10.
0: I think it was 12.5. It was 10,
2: it was 10 in, the, in St. Louis and 20 elsewhere. It was
0: 12.5% in St. Louis County, but 20 elsewhere.
2: Yes. And uh, and the, the cities went to court and the court said, yeah, you can't discriminate against uh, St. Louis Municipality. So now it's 20. So anyway, yeah, that, uh, and I remember um, one of the pastors and I went down, and talked to Tony Messenger and the people at Post-Dispatch and they wrote a nice editorial about it. Uh, helped us get it through but until until Ferguson again it just didn't get the attention that it deserved and it was a it, it, it was a racket it was a just a way to to make money instead of uh, instead of raising taxes
0: there will probably be a 900 way Republican primary to replace you what advice would you have for the eventual winner of that primary because I think even though I think the county, has Democratic areas, I think it's pretty safe to say that your successor is probably going to be a Republican. Um, what would kind of be your advice for whoever ends up replacing you?
2: Well, if, if my staff is all still around uh, three or six months and one day from now, I, first thing I would tell them is keep my staff. They've got the institutional memory. Um, I know they won't. My... Uh, my assistant, who's been with me since 1989 with, a, with a, a eight-year hiatus while I was a judge and she was uh, Senator Gross's assistant, she's been with me since 89. She's uh, Her last day is Monday. I don't know how we're going to replace her, um, but when we replace her, we, we can get somebody maybe with her skills, but not with her institutional memory. And uh, Bob Schnur, I know he's about my age, he's, he's thinking of retiring in a year or two. So I, I will not be the only one retiring, and there will be a turnover. Uh, but when you come into a job like this, again, I, I was able to come in as director of administration for three years. I learned everything about county government that I didn't already know. Uh, there's probably going to be somebody coming in next who's going to have very little experience. They're going to have to rely on the people that are there, and I'm going to try to leave them with as good or better a group of uh, of uh, staff than than I had when I first got there.
1: That St. Charles County Executive Steve Ellman talking with STLPR political correspondent Jason Rosenbaum on the Politically Speaking podcast. Elman recently announced that he will not seek a sixth term as county executive. He's served in that post since 2006. Before that, he was a state legislator, judge, and director of administration for St. Charles County. The full conversation is available. Just search Politically Speaking wherever you listen to podcasts. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio.
2: Today's episode was produced by Jason Rosenbaum.
0: With audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Doerr.
2: Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio.
0: Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group.
1: Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks.
2: St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis.
0: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at choosewood.com.